Hi, I'm Teal. And I'm Debbie. And this is the Intentional Community Podcast. Oh, it's good to talk to Grace. Yeah, she's delightful, and she's somebody I met on Clubhouse, actually. But then we realized that we live like eight blocks away from her, so then it was like, how about you come in and chat with us? She's a landlady. She owns buildings and has tenants, and so there's a lot of parallels yeah. between our life and hers. And the, the um, clubhouse that you met her on was an intentional communities room, right? Yes, or... right. Yeah, so she was. she's very interested in that right now because she's kind of seeing um, that take form in, in the way she's kind of uh, managing her property and the tenants in it. And so it was super fun to draw those parallels and to explore um, those conversations with her. And so hope you enjoy it. Um, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Hello, Grace. Welcome. Hello. Hey, Thanks Phil. for being here. Yeah. Um, Grace and I uh, have been clubhouse friends and we met, but then we realized we were both in Chicago um, and you live like just a couple miles away from yeah. us. Yeah. Not about two miles. Yeah. Just down the street kind of. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's incredible. So um, she came over and visited um, a few weeks ago and saw the side yard and met Tom and I and we hung out and but it's um it's cool to i think this is the first time i'm really seeing your face because we had masks yeah. on and, and we're all past the vaccine now it's exciting yeah. um but thanks for we've been t talking in clubhouse rooms about community and that's been really really fun to to have those conversations and we've been kind of diving deep into like why community mm -hmm. and then um but i want to for everybody else that doesn't know what you're doing i want to kind of start by asking you to kind of explain who you are and the work that you do and how community is becoming more and more a piece of that, if you don't mind kicking us yeah. off with that. Yeah, I was sort of thinking about this on my drive, like where do I start? And like if we go all the way to the beginning of this, um, or at least me diving into development, I, um, I sort of started by working on projects, looking at senior housing. And, you know, trying to, it was sort of seeing how particularly in the U.S. we kind of put people into, into senior care facilities um, and cut them off from society. And in taking care of the elderly, sort of trying to figure out how to reconnect them back into society. Um, and it is within community. And it's like mm -hmm. preventative health, all of these things. And I'm like, all of a sudden we're looking at a totally different kind of a cost. Um, at the end of the road and how do we put this into the beginning of the equation and so it's through building intentional like it, it's intentional design and so mm -hmm. starting from there you know fast forward to where we are now all of a sudden we're talking about this in a deeper way again um, and I'm looking at how we design design to live intentionally how do we design to allow people to have those connections um, and then, you know, the, the term being age in place for seniors. Right, right. Um, but, you know, that, that in terms of the work is where I'm at. Um, my personal interest, I guess, I've moved around a lot since I was a child mm -hmm. and never really felt like I fit in anywhere and yet always had to, you know, create community or plug into something. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's been as I've gotten older realizing that community is outside of my door. And I just have to, I have to embrace that. And I have to almost welcome, like encourage other people to join me in that, right? Mm -hmm. to, to reconnect people from 
whatever their bubble of like me and then everyone else. And it's like, you're not that isolated. Just look up from your phone. Yeah. Let's just smile at one another. And yeah. all of a sudden that starts to bridge the beginning of reconnecting with community yeah. from, you know, your, your few neighbors to your block to your few blocks and the greater community. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's really where that starts for me. Mm. Um, and, you know, now particularly I think with this last year and over the last couple of years, the idea of intentional community really coming back hard and people realizing we've gotten so far away from from living in community and mm. that seeking of it. So that's that's sort of yeah. where I've been with all that's of it. Great. It's been it's been really interesting. It's been really nice to hear um, hear how much more open people are to yeah. living in community um, and and you know what that but what does that really mean I right. think is different for each individual and I think yeah. that's sort of going to be an interesting topic for us yeah 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 we've talked about like people say they want like people are lonely and in wanting to connect but they might not necessarily are they do they really want community because it does cost something like it costs some kind of yeah what does that mean to them and what what are they willing to what are they willing to show up that are they willing yeah. to show up is really are they willing to participate yeah. and because it's not hit a some point where they may not right it's not you a know. consumption thing like you can't just consume it you have to if you're going to show you have to show up and give into it like yeah, yeah. You well, know, you have and, to bring your whole self, and and that's hard. I mean, it's vulnerable, mm -hmm. and people aren't always wanting that kind of. And there's real work. Yeah, there's real yeah. work, and um, we when we when we are isolated, when we're when we can keep our doors closed, um, you can kind of talk yourself out of doing the work. Yeah. You don't have to participate. Yeah. Um, as it turns out, when you're by yourself, you don't have to participate with yourself. Right. But when you're with others, there is that piece where it's like, mm. hey, you know, this keeps happening. Yeah. And if we're going to keep doing this, you have to address it in some right. way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, we have some good friends in the neighborhood who had lived on their own. And then as they aged, they um, now have an apartment in the Admiral. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, they talk about this kind of, not really forced, I mean, it kind of is forced community, right? Like with this, it's a senior residence. Mm -hmm. And and they talk to us about like, oh, living in community is, is challenging. Mm -hmm. and, but they didn't really choose the other folks that they're yeah. creating this community with, right? Mm -hmm. Like in a senior housing. Um, and I always talk with, when we have people who come to visit, we talk about how it's like, really accept, socially acceptable to like share housing when you're in college or when you're young um, or single. And then at the end of your life, again, it's socially acceptable to be in these senior residences and have community again. Mm -hmm. But like in the, in the in-between time, it's sort of seen as like, I don't know, <laughs> some kind of step backwards or some kind yeah. of like, oh, you, you're not making it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. what can you tell that story of when you were doing that project oh, vaguely? I, no. no. I, I mean <laughs> It was just like a comment, right? That, yeah, it was just that, a comment. that insinuated like, well, people do 
this is only, this can't be your whole life. This is just for young people or something. It, See, yeah, they said at some point you have to grow up and pay your taxes. And I was like, <laughs> like oh, okay, well. well yeah, what am I which doing? is a separate <laughs> conversation, but it's, it's, I feel like this is where that, that idea of, you know, what is, what is the American dream and then this mm -hmm. idea of what a nuclear family is versus yes. community and this, this, that, that um, individuality. And it's like, but that's not actually that. Let's let's take that out of the equation. Let's talk about what it what it actually can be to be an individual, mm -hmm. and then part of a society and part of a community. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I feel like that that some of those ideas and some of those comments has is part of what has led us to this place that we sit in as a greater society. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. Questioning um, all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of, I mean, I can have my opinion, you can have your opinion, but we can still, like, we can share a meal. We can yeah. live in community. Yeah. That's sort of the strength of the fabric of community. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what's the, um, what does this look like right now for you, like, specifically? I know you've, you've got, you own some buildings. Yeah. And tell, tell me more about that. Like, we've yeah, talked about it a little I have, bit. I have, I have. Um, well, now I just have two locations. I have four buildings um, at two sites in Lakeview. And it turns out that everybody has gathered there and live in their own little communities. Um, there's a sort of an, a more like an artist community um, off of Irving Park. Um, and that has been that has been really wonderful. And they're, mm -hmm. they really they really in the last year, um, uh, they, they've become sort of a compound of their own and they, they really, the way that they sort of, I guess, um, sometimes share resources and whatnot, mm -hmm. and they very much live intentionally. And I think that they have always been that in a community um, and just in different spaces. Um, and I'm kind of looking to see if I can um, build that or redevelop that into a larger, a larger space for more people to be able to nice. participate. Yeah. Um, so, so that's what's happening there where I'm currently living. Um, I have a couple of units, um, in with a variety of different people and there's, um, I guess the back house is really where a lot more people flow through and, mm -hmm. you know, that's the space where I'll, I'll pop in, um, and, and we'll cook dinner together, mm -hmm. you know, and even within the whole building during COVID, we were able to sit everybody on their back porches and oh, like nice. share a meal together yeah. um, and whatnot. So that definitely exists. And then anything that I participate in, I invite all of, you know, my tenants and my friends to come, yeah. come join me. Yeah. And that's so, you know, that's an intentional community. It's mm -hmm. been really interesting to move from, um, particularly being, you know, a landlord with tenants, mm -hmm. but then cross cross that and, and be able to wear that hat, but be able to take that hat off mm -hmm. and just be friends and to engage in um in a different way as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's not a transaction. Yeah. Um, that's that can be that complicated. Tricky sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that definitely is a, a, I think for for all of us, but at the mm -hmm. same time, like they're willing to navigate that with me. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's the that's part of the intention is we're all navigating this together. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, what they've said to me is it's really refreshing. Yeah. Um, and it makes them really want to stay. And particularly in the last year, mm -hmm. like it's been difficult for everyone, but we've yeah. all had, or yeah, we've all had s known that we've had each other around and right. they've always known that I'm there and willing to listen and willing to have a conversation, you mm -hmm. know? 
um, about whatever whatever is going on. And that's so great too, because it yeah. breaks down some of those definitions and some of those like divisions, you mm -hmm. know, between like the owner and the tenant, you know, mm -hmm. and those are those are divisions that we that are false, right? I mean, they don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's yeah, it can be challenging, but totally worth it. And like you're saying, even if there's something that you're in a sort of in a position of power or whatever over mm -hmm. the your tenants. It's responsibility. I call it responsibility because yeah, it's really it's really not about the power piece. Right, right. Um it's but the responsibility ultimately falls on me. Right. Um so it's actually yeah, so so when when I talk about it that way, it it changes the dynamic as well and mm -hmm. sort of also the way people come at me with, yeah, with absolutely. requests and you know issues and whatnot. And and maybe we'll change the way they if they end up moving somewhere else might mm -hmm. even change the way they you know respond to their their next landlord or whatever. So that's I mean you're kind of yeah. creating this shift in their thinking too, which is great. Yeah, and how they engage, you know, mm -hmm. and how they use a space and mm -hmm. what they, how they move around a space yeah. because those are all parts of, parts of that. It kind of it humanizes you as a, a landlady. Um, <laughs> yeah, very much Right, so, so and, and that's, but that's why, I would argue that's why we have those divisions because mm -hmm. it's to humanize, when we humanize like the landlord or the boss or mm -hmm. the whatever it is, then that makes it, complicated because then it's harder to be mad at them mm -hmm. when they're a human or to like to discredit them or to like like transfer your shame onto them or like you know like frustration all of these things yeah. like when these things that aren't in your control and not in anyone's control or yeah you know you know it's like if you want all of these fixes or you want these things like well your rents might have to go up yeah. You know, and yeah. like, are are we prepared to, I'm willing to do this, but like at the end of the day, this is how it goes. And mm -hmm. where do we really want to be together? Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, right now we're having this conversation about fire pits. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It just basically just makes everything a little more complicated. Like it, you have to, it, you have to like have more nuanced conversations. You have to like be more thoughtful in the way you approach things. And that's, I would argue, the reason why people don't, why we have the system we have now, everything kind of having a place and being compartmentalized mm -hmm. and not having this kind of like, these kind of funny relationships that where you switch hats and I'm your, also your neighbor and your friend. Yeah. Um, because that's, it's messy and it's like, um, it takes more work. But, yeah. but I guess my question then is like, what, is it worth it? Yeah. Like what, what fruit do you see from it? Like, <laughs> so, some days it feels like it's not, but it ultimately at the end of the day, it absolutely is, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and part of it is I'm willing to get messy. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to be in the mess and it's, it's, I'm comfortable in that. Where did, where did you get that? Where, where do you think I that comes that? from? Life is messy. Yeah. Life is messy. And like, I guess if, you know, for me, for me, I guess, uh, at some point I decided that if I'm not uncomfortable every day, I'm not living, I'm not growing mm -hmm. and I'm not out there, you know, doing, doing what you're supposed to be doing with your life, which mm -hmm. is experiencing it. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think where that, that comes from. Yeah. Um, which exhausts a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I resonate strongly with everything you're sharing because I am a coordinator, we call it a coordinator at Jesus People. And so yeah. I have to 
take the responsibility sometimes of being like the shift manager of a certain area or the chores, the guy who's putting the chores list together or, hey, we actually need you to do this job instead of that job or like, hey, you haven't been showing up. What's the deal? Like, um, like, so I have to put that hat on and it's, it's hard to take that hat off or to have other people not see me with as even if I feel like I've taken it off, that doesn't mean other people don't see the hat on me. (laughs) Like, so then, so the switching back and then I feel I've had to deal with like the anxiety of like going into a, this is before the pandemic, but going into the dining room and it's like, or a big gathering of all of us. And I have to feel like, oh, these, I sometimes on a bad day, I mm. feel like all I see are like all the problems that I've had, like that mm. I'm, I'm perceiving that everybody else is perceiving that I'm the bad guy or like I'm the guy that <laughs> had to call them out for this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like I, that switching back and forth can be like anxiety producing or like it t- is, there's a growing edge to that. And I'm just, I think I'm still, but I think what I hear you saying is like, you built some kind of trust, mm-hmm. like that your tenants feel like you are, you're there with them. And I think on a good day, that's how I feel. Like if I've like built like that, if people trust that I have their best interests in mind and I'm really there for them, I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. like here for it. Yeah. Um, then I don't feel that as much, but it just takes more work to build that kind of a relationship. So yeah. I appreciate you. That's that's real. Yeah, you kind of have to lead with that. Like you yeah. have to be very vulnerable and like put yourself out there yeah. first and foremost and always. Yeah. Um, yeah. For for someone to meet you in that space. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I think particularly like because I'm I'm not in an intentional community, yeah. I'm kind of really creating it and creating the space for it. So, mm. yeah, I don't get to not participate. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're saying I, I love I love this idea of responsibility versus power mm. because I mean, someone does have to take care of the property and has to make decisions and I mean, so someone has to do those things and taking on the responsibility comes with a cost that you guys are both sharing that sometimes you have to make unpopular decisions or you have to be the one that says like, "Oh, you can't have that fire on your porch or whatever yeah. it is." And yeah. um and so I just think there's a lot of, I mean, there can be some difficulty with it, but there's a lot of gifts to it too, because then you do see people grow or you, you do, you are able to sort of, I don't know, have those hard conversations because you've built trust. Um, and yeah, but it's, I think a, a lot of people shy away from taking responsibility too. Mm-hmm. And I mean... I've certainly seen that happen even within within what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at some point you see where someone may have the intention or, or say the words and then mm-hmm. where where they really fall on the line of walking it. Yeah. And yeah. and realizing that you can't you can't push, you can only set the space for it and yeah. then do whatever needs to be done and then, you know, they it, it's a very interesting yeah. Yeah, like it's almost I want to say it's almost like parenting. It, it mm-hmm. must almost be like parenting or what I I see that being is okay, like that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. And the the gap between when there's a gap between what somebody wants to do, like mm. the responsibility they they want to take or the job they want to take 
the, the gap between that and what they actually have the capability mm-hmm. for whatever reasons um, of doing um, and the tools and the knowledge and the maturity and the perspective mm-hmm. and stability to actually follow through on it and mm-hmm. like take the heat essentially of what that comes with it. Yeah. Um, if that, if they're the wider that gap is the kind of harder it is to. That avoid. has caused tensions and problems um, because like for me, you know, changing, changing people's rents and whatnot based on what they're willing to contribute or what they're saying mm-hmm. they're going to do. But when that doesn't actually happen and having mm-hmm. to have that conversation, that's not fun. No. And that, sure. that has led to, that has led to issues. So it's like mm-hmm. having the clarity and which, you know, how do you, how do you then resolve all these conflicts? And like, yeah. these are things that I've had to kind of like kind of fly by the seat of my pants to kind of figure out. So it's been really great having the conversations around like, well, how do you resolve conflict mm-hmm. and what kind of conflicts need to be resolved openly? And then which ones like really need to be one-on-one? Like, yeah. so yeah. then it's like, okay, I'm building properties. I'm managing them. I'm kind of trying to hold community mm-hmm. and then then there's this other piece within it and it's yeah. like oh all all of this like how how are we going to manage all of it and when is it too personal right um oh, that's interesting this came <laughs> up just a couple of weeks ago i had it wasn't a big conflict but i i had sort of a conflict with another coworker, and maybe because i've been around students and like when we have conflicts with students we're mm. supposed to bring in another person so that there's not like that power dynamic right yeah. so it can be another student or another teacher but so you're just not one on one yeah and um the coworker that i had a conflict with was younger than me and i just thought oh it'd be nice to pull someone else in i don't want it to feel like i'm the boss you know coming down heavy or like and so i I pulled Teal in, and the other person just felt really hurt that I couldn't talk to just them. Mm. And we were able to talk out, like, my intention and, yeah. and, and sort of where I was coming from. But the beginning of the conversation started off really rough because, like, in, in my coworker's mind, it was just like, oh, you, you couldn't just talk to me yourself? And I was like, oh, no. That it's like w- the opposite of what you're Yeah, I was, I was really trying to be caring. And, and I also mm-hmm. know my own self that I can get off topic or I can sort of nitpick. And I, and I know Teal really has my back and won't be like, oh, that's not, um, let's come back to, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's get back on track here. So mm-hmm. I, I explained all that. And then actually he and I were able to resolve without Teal because anyway, but it was yeah. it was interesting, right? Because I thought, oh, there's a little bit of this dynamic of like boss or whatever, super, I don't know, manager. And then also the age difference. And I just thought, oh, it'd be nice if there was someone mm-hmm. like a, you know, just a neutral third party that we both, like we're both good friends with Teal. So I just thought, oh, this is a good neutral person. Yeah. But then it sort of backfired. Yeah. Yeah. One of those yeah so yeah to make it more complicated any common language that you, or practice that you come up with is like this is how we're going to do conflict it won't work for every situation so you no. have to have like a million sub like like you know what i mean like well with this person we got what we got to remember and it's very much like there's so much care that goes into it and yeah and again i see why people don't do that mm-hmm. i see why there's a one size fits all and like a big or you know corporation for hr this is how we do this this is the procedure and fall in line if it doesn't work for you like 
kind of too bad. Yeah. Like, and it's like, but when you are, when you do kind of put people first and relationships first and like you make that the priority and the caring for everyone, it's a lot more work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just, so there was another, there was a, a different situation that had happened earlier and uh, I wanted to talk to this other coworker and I asked them, oh, you and I, can you and I just resolve this or would you like to have, you know, someone with you? And they really did want to have someone, a friend come with them to, to talk it out. And I thought, you know, maybe that's just a, a good just way ask. forward. Just ask. Like, don't assume. I don't know. Don't assume. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you really can't assume because it turns out that we all see, we can look at the same thing and have a completely different response and reaction right. or, you know, perspective on that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's always. But I think we're just not used to conflict in general, like just saying that, like, hey, like, it's just, I don't know if it'll ever not be awkward, a little bit awkward, at least to be like, hey, we have a conflict. Do you want to have another person here? I don't know. It just feels kind of clunky coming out. Like, there's almost no way to, or maybe it's just like, you, you know, it is clunky, it's only awkward but it's if going you make to be it awkward. Clunky. Yeah. And, and it's okay. And I think part of, part of the thing that I'm seeing and what's positive to me is seeing that there's so many people who are, who are doing self-work, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody yeah. is like starting to be more okay yeah. with being in therapy. Mm -hmm. And these are the words. So yeah. now there's yeah. this common language beneath the surface mm -hmm. that we're all doing mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. And that will come out in every other yeah. every other engagement we have. Yeah. And so I think that that's why it's so important to to take care of oneself first. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it is by taking care of yourself that you can engage with others and it has that rippling effect. Yeah. Um, I so. I 100% agree and it's and then it's just the question of like you can't force that process, right? Of people taking mm -hmm. care of themselves. No, not at all. Um, Not at so all. You and like, sometimes in the middle of the process, things get messier before they get better, right? Like if someone hasn't done, is just starting the work. That's something that I'm currently, you know, that I've over the last couple of weeks, but over the last few months have been having to really um, experience and walk through with 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 someone um, and this is like a fresh thing for me so it's like oh how do I even talk about sure. this like yeah. this is kind of but you know at what point and this is where it's the you know if we're going to sit in community and in this intention but what if someone just needs that much more support mm -hmm. and that much more help it's like that they're affecting the community right what does that mean yeah. And how do you how do you do that? So have you guys had these types of situations and what what happens within that? Because it's it's kind of heartbreaking. It's mm -hmm. really, really difficult. But for mm -hmm. the greater good, like, how do you you know, how do you do that? <laughs> I mean, I think we I was hoping we, you would know. To help us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we sort of take turns being the neediest member of yeah. the community, you know, like a um, like when my husband's father passed away and, and they live in, they were living in Austria. And so he was gone for a month and, um, he has an important job of keeping our building running. He's the mm -hmm. building manager. And so people just kind of rising to the challenge of taking over his responsibilities while he was gone. And, and then, you know, when he came back and to be grieving, that's that's a that's a big space yeah. to take up and and just sort of 
watching over the years people sort of giving that space to each other when when we need it. We've mm-hmm. had folks that have gone through divorces and you know different losses, and mm-hmm. then also just different mental health crises or different things. And and yeah, it can be really challenging. And sometimes it. I think it can feel overwhelming, even for the person who is the who is the um, needy. Needy sounds so negative, but the well, the one in need or the yeah. one that 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 sure. sort of is going through whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it can feel a little overwhelming for that person as well because everyone is really we're pretty good at those things and coming alongside folks, but I think it's also sort of I don't know, can be a little overwhelming as well. So yeah. just kind of knowing like when too much is, you know, when when what you're trying to, how you're trying to come alongside if that's too much or yeah. not enough. So I think I think we're able to communicate fairly well what what and, we need from each other. And we all have different, like what we, this, I, I'm realizing some of this might be jargon that only Japuza people say or Christians say, but um, that like we all have different burdens mm. for different people. Yeah. So like, it's like, I might be like, just like, I have a few people that I'm like, I'm, I'm always going to go to bat for them. Mm-hmm. And like, Hey, don't forget about this person because they really, they went through this and this and this when they were kids, or this is what they came from right when they moved in, or remember they're, they're going through this right now. And so like, keep that in mind when you're complaining about them or we're trying mm-hmm. to solve this problem around them. Like, mm-hmm. just like, we've got to be careful. Holding. Yeah. 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 But like, but Debbie might like just really not feel that burden for them specifically. Like she might have a general <laughs> compassion for them. She's like, yes, I totally get it, but I'd, but I this need problem at work. Is but it's really a problem. Yeah. And, and then vice versa. Like I, I, there's people that I don't, I just feel like I lose my patience. Like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I don't have as much patience as Debbie has or somebody mm-hmm. else has. And there's a lot of taking turns. And like, mm-hmm. I ought, one of the things I say most often to my colleague who does this work with me, it's like, I don't think I have the words for this meeting. Do you have the words? Like, mm-hmm. who has the words, like, for the meeting that we're about to have? Because I'm not feeling it, that I have it. I'm mm-hmm. mostly feeling like this or that. And so if you can lead, then I will back you up. And so it's like, again, that's self-work, though, right? Because that's mm-hmm. no, recognizing, like, this is not a gap for somebody else. This is my own gap, like my own lack, that mm-hmm. I'm lacking compassion right now or whatever. And so I, we lean on each other and share that. Yeah. Um, I think that helps yeah. make space for everyone. And that's sort of part of the like the the fabric. Like you guys have a richer fabric because you have so many more people who can yeah. participate. The yeah. sheer numbers like game. When, yeah. And and yeah, you you will have more people um to yeah. be able to like take the place and to right. share the burden, as you put yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, versus when when you're talking about a couple a couple of people or a small right community which we we've, yeah. we've sort of had some of these conversations where people have realized that when it's a community of like three or four families or or mm-hmm. people coming together that when one person doesn't participate like they stop being able to be that yeah they yeah. can no longer function yeah it's like that's 20 percent of your community is, yeah. is yeah. out down for the count yeah and it's like yeah you feel it more yeah 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 i am thankful for the as, as messy as it is to have 180 people to try to figure out how to li- live together, there's definitely a lot of benefits to the kind of critical mass of being able to like yeah. shoulder the the load. Um, yeah. 
But I think it's interesting, earlier you were talking about like the responsibility holding and the conversations, and I was just thinking that, you know, sometimes people want you to be that mean landlady or the, the one in charge or whatever, so they have someone to complain about or, mm. or you know, there's like <laughs> an idea in their mind. Yeah, yeah. Have you, have you encountered that and had to kind of break through bit. that? Yeah. A little bit. And you know what? I don't have to break through that. I just allow that to, mm. to happen. I don't take it personally. Yeah. You know, we all kind of need like a little, we need the other. Yeah. We all yeah. need the other. And yeah. I have thick enough skin that I can handle that. Um, it also gives me the space to like be left alone a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I resonate with that because there's been, you know, folks over the years that maybe haven't been a great fit or mm -hmm. needed to be mad at our community or whatever. And I'm like, you know, we're, we're big enough. We can be that. We can be that. <laughs> if you need that, we can be that. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I definitely feel... Uh, I. There's like the yeah, like good cop, bad cop sometimes mm -hmm. that just naturally happens. And it's like if if I if two of us meet with somebody and have to communicate a hard thing yeah. and and they demonize one of us and mm. and one of us was like like the good guy and one of us is the bad guy. And it's all and then they get to but at least they come out of it with a good guy. Right. Yeah. You know, like they have somebody one of at least one of us they can lean on and still trust to ha talk to. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't mind the, like, I can be the bad guy for a season or for maybe forever for them, but like, <laughs> but hopefully not. But like, as long as we didn't, aren't cut off completely so we can keep this going, keep a relationship yeah. going, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's painful though. Nobody, it's not fun. No, it's not fun. To feel it's that. not fun. It's always good. That's, and that's part of the thing. Like, it's been really interesting doing a lot of this on my own. Um, and not having that other to bounce things off Can't of, imagine, um, by and the way. whatnot. It's been, it's been. There've been some, there've been some moments, um, but, but yeah. But it's been, it's given me a much stronger sense of self. Mm. Um, you know, and I've had to kind of take time to kind of decide which pieces are like complete, sort of like non-negotiables, and they're not that many. Right. They're not that many. It's it's like a couple of things that just need to happen in order to keep things rolling and everything else can be a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also it's very uncomfortable. Like I can't, you know, I, it's. Yeah. <laughs> what are the, if you don't mind me asking, what are those non-negotiables and how do you communicate those to people? Like, is it just well, straight I mean, up it, like it, they're, they're rent issues? Right. So yeah. it's just like you need to be participating, at least you need to be paying, and then, mm -hmm. you know, you need to be able to communicate. And so it's, it really falls down to those, those pieces, and then everything else can be communicated around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm, I'm kind of trying to work around when somebody is impacting those around them, um, what are sort of the non-negotiables or like the, the things that they, you have to at least have awareness of in order to yeah. participate. And I imagine you guys have have that too in terms of you know if you're going to be here you have to at least show up in these very basic ways yeah 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 you know and and it's that that becomes even even outside of intentional community those like roommate issues yeah right? oh, it's absolutely like yeah, yeah there, there's common rules, human right? things yeah. i think it's great that you said that you you have a stronger sense of self because i think a lot of people think that living in a 
in intentional community or, or participating in community, you sort of like lose yourself or sacrifice your independence or some, I don't know, strange. I, I think it has to do with this American dream, false. It's like a false dichotomy of like either, yeah. either you get the dream and you get to be yourself right. or you sacrifice all of your individuality and you kind of cave well, into it's the, what what is what is like what is your right what what are what are those individual things what are the things that define you right, right? so i mean this goes into a conversation about identity which yeah. is like belonging which is maybe where like intentional community really comes from like do we we want to belong yeah um what is your identity tied to is it tied to who you live with? Is it tied to how you live? Is it tied yeah. to what is that? Yeah. We're all exploring that. Totally. So. And we, you yeah. know, we, I think that, I mean, the American dream is so strange that like the quote unquote of this, you know, individual family living in this house with the picket fence and, you know, the yard and the space, like, even in thinking about it, it like creates this kind of these boundaries, these this space between that family and anyone else, and it it's just that's not really it how anybody lives, right? I mean, there's so much richness in a neighborhood, in a where the where your kids go to school, like any any of the peripheral things really create community. I mean, people people participate in all sorts of different communities. But somehow, we're not making those. I, th I mean, I think we're starting to. I think there's a lot more conversations about like what it means to belong and what what you ha what you have to bring to the whatever community you're in to really have a sense of belonging and not just fitting in, as Brené Brown would say, like this mm -hmm. this authenticity and the vulnerability that it takes. And I think people are starting to realize that that's worth it the messiness is is totally the price for admission right so to a, a full life yeah yeah I somehow thinking about that I'm I'm trying to find the words for it but like um we've gone from like what this individual individuality means mm -hmm. um or or the definition of that to um the reaction to that, mm -hmm. to the counter reaction to that. Mm -hmm. And like somewhere in, and, and now we're in the middle of, okay, we're coming out of this very large societal fabric. Mm -hmm. We're seeking community. We've tried to go very like polar, like I just wanna be around people who are exactly like me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I still don't quite like, that's too, that's too much. Like I still have conflict in this space and mm -hmm. it's, suffocating me so now we're having to reconnect to a greater community and have that tolerance mm -hmm. um and communicate through that so yeah, yeah that's kind of that's sort of how mm -hmm. i'm seeing it and somehow you talking about particularly with that um american dream and that i and with the picket fence especially all i'm seeing <laughs> is someone like blowing this leaf off of their yard onto their neighbor's yard, but it's like off of their yard. Mm -hmm. Right. And somehow that to me is sort of the image of like, well, that's sort of where the problem started mm -hmm. and that divisiveness mm -hmm. and coming back around from that to, okay, how do we, how do we break this all down? Because the community doesn't stop at the picket fence. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 There has to be some kind of sense of, 
kind of global ownership that we care about, uh, that I care about your yard. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, or else we're not going to be. And I, I yeah, I, I, the piece that I was thinking about is like, like I didn't, when you're talking about identity, like where we find our identity and it feels, I wasn't here obviously when Jesus people started, but um, it, I would venture to guess um, that it was more, that more of the identity of the members of Jesus people then was found in like, we are Jesus people. Like as in like, we are like, we're doing a different thing than everybody else. Like almost like identity in the radical nature of we're living this way and we're, we believe this and this is how we're and, um, but, and I feel like that's, that's still a part of it, but um, that like we, I feel like we're more bound by like, wow, community is hard. <laughs> And the messiness is hard and we're all in it together in yeah. that. And so like that, the, the living together was like a way that could make all the work that we would do possible, but it became more of like the living together and the messiness of it became more of the thing. Like it was all, it's all what we're doing and together. And it's, I think that's become more of the identity is like the camaraderie of just the, the, messiness and the gifts and the challenges of community and doing this thing together. Um, and that is more, um, that's easier to share because anybody that's living in communally in any type of way, or just in their, in their family, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a universal struggle. So like I can talk to you that the fact that we can talk to you who are not living in a, uh, like a traditional, like on a commune, but you're, li you're living in an apartment that you own and operate and you're still, it's common struggles and, and gifts that we, that we can talk about together. And I think that's, maybe that's just something good about that. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing, but, um, yeah, if the, like, I guess I hope that the things that make that form our identity are things that we can share to, together rather than like, um, things that like make like an in group. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's those are the pieces that resonate and create that that's what draws people to community, right? That's sort of the the secret sauce. Yeah. And it's not specific to Jesus people and to whatnot, like you guys carry that, but it's mm -hmm. really something that each community does have, whether they can kind of put their finger on it or not. Yeah. Um and and that's that's ultimately what pe what draws people to to yeah. community or allows them to connect in community. Yeah. 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 I wanted to ask you like earlier, you said you were talking about how like you just like it's messy, but you, or I asked you like what allows you to be able to like do this hard thing. And you said like, I, I don't mind getting in the messiness of it. And I guess I'm just like, I'm wanting to like somehow like dig deeper into that of like, where does that come from? That quality come from? of a willingness to a comfortability to step into that. I mean, I think that's the resilience of like how I grew up. And mm. I, at the age of, you know, I grew up in California in like a little suburbia town, but I was one of like three Asian families in an otherwise white town. Mm. And, you know, kind of struggling with identity in that space, but knowing I, I'm very much American. Mm -hmm. And then at the age of 10, you know, moving out to Taiwan. And, oh, wow. and that is a complete shift, right? Mm -hmm. And like not having, not having a say and literally having, I think maybe one month of like, oh, 
hey, this is happening. We're going to pick you up and you're going to, we're throwing you on a plane. And then, you know, um, I went from there while my parents were like packing us up and, and making this transition. I went to go, I got bumped around my relatives and I had an aunt who lived in a monastery. She was a monk. Um, it's weird to call her a Buddhist nun. She's a monk. And, um, but they're a closed, uh, monastery. And we, my sister and I went to go live there, and this was for a couple of weeks, um, and that was the only time they've had kids running through their halls. Wow. Um, but, like, that was a wonderful experience, was but that, also was very... Was that in California? That was, was in that, Taiwan. So that was, Taiwan. like, up in the mountains of Taiwan. Like, wow. you know, they learned, they got to practice their English, um, and I, you know, we, we just really, it was a very interesting engagement, and... Um, something that I think all of them remembered. I mean, I think that's that's a very special thing, and, and it's a very special thing when I go visit as much I as know. I can. Yeah. Um, and I think for them, it's like a, it's almost like it was yesterday kind yeah. of moment. Nice. Um, but in any case, all of these things that uh, made me realize that um, things around you change, mm-hmm. right? The only things that really don't change is like you yeah. and how you respond to things. And then the stars in the sky, yeah, like you will always right. be able to look up and that won't change. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of resilience, I think, has just made everything else that much more like it's going gonna, it's gonna to come and go. It's going to be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But how you meet someone and how you engage with someone, that matters. And yeah. that you're going to remember. And that is what you need to like move forward with. Right. Because like wow. we moved into a tiny apartment. My grandparents then moved in. Oh, I wow. mean, it's it just like all of these different changes. So it was like dealing across different languages and different cultures mm-hmm. um, and different identities mm-hmm. and like kind of being almost identityless for a very yeah. long time. Um, and it was like and then coming back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. and realizing, oh, I've I've actually experienced this full circle and cycle of of existence um and a lot of the people around me this is their first time leaving home when I went to college or like this is as far as they've gotten which is an hour from where they were born (laughs) and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just that I think is the one of the the things that has polarized people is a Mm -hmm. lack of lack of experience yeah um and just not realizing that there's truly so much more mm-hmm. um and all of these things that you take for granted and you find comfortable like that is very much a privilege mm-hmm. um that's not going to make you very resilient yeah. yeah you know and yeah and we're seeing that we're seeing what what that has resulted in which is um you don't look like me so you we cannot engage like right. you're somehow the other just based on that to then but we all experience the same things we all have fears and loss and Mm -hmm. loneliness and none of us feel like we belong right that's actually has nothing to do with any amount of safety you can create yeah um you have to create that for yourself Mm. um and it is by engaging with as much as you can yeah wow yeah so I hear you saying like you, for you, it's kind of like a, 
a surrender to being able to control like circumstances <laughs> that are shifting, but then like a, like a really kind of intense, like ownership of like your own, how you're going to handle it or how you're going to operate within that is like what I heard you describe. Yeah, you know, that or just kind of being tossed into it and just like yeah. floating anyway. It's yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be, yeah, it's just going to float. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I think one of my favorite, I tell this story a lot, but one of my favorite stories about like bringing yourself into a, into, into a group of people or being real or whatever. I, this was years and years ago. I had a friend that um, had gone to study in Paris mm -hmm. and this was like in the eighties or nineties, <laughs> this was a while ago. Um, and so there wasn't like cell phones or internet and she went off to study abroad. She was American and um, she was in Paris and um, it was winter time and she blew her nose and it was like all black. And she was so afraid. She didn't know how to like even contact a doctor. Like she, she barely talked to her parents, you know, it was just like, kind of, you know, I, I, you guys are too young to know these things, but, you know, to not have a cell phone or not be able to reach people, <laughs> it was just a normal occurrence. So she went to her class, and um, she was kind of shaken up or whatever, and the teacher was late coming to class, and one of the students said, hey, is anybody else, like, having black stuff coming out of their nose? <laughs> She was like, yes. <laughs> and like several other people were like, me too. And it was because there's so many smokestacks in the, in, the plate, in the area where they were. And there was just a lot of soot in the air. And so they just, you know, had soot in their nose. And, and it's just this example of like, you know, there's a lot of shared experiences. There's a lot of shared mess that we're not always able to communicate. or But once you say like, oh, I have, you know, black snot. Someone else will go, oh, me too. I'm so relieved yeah. to know that you also have black snot. And I think that's, you know, the power of community, but also the fear, right? That like, oh, somehow my black snot is we'll be no the one only. else we'll be the will only. ever. Yeah, yes. And someone will be just horrified yeah. at my condition or whatever. But the more that we, you know, share in the messiness the more we realize yeah, we're, yeah we're particularly that humanness right yeah. that humanness and that connection you know out even like outside of the the community thing like that's yeah. just human to human yeah. and yeah but it's the community fabric and that trust within it that allows the space to yeah. to say that or share that yeah. um that's a beautiful thing <laughs> it's a funny story i, I mean it's just yeah <laughs> It's just always, not always, and you, and you do have to have safe spaces and you have to have built up, I mean, these were students that were in a class together, right? So that's mm -hmm. a community too, right? Yeah. And so they did have sort of this, at least a shared experience and many of them were from other places. So they had that also of like, oh, we're all sort of displaced, mm -hmm. which was a nice, that's always a nice um, catalyst for a community, right? When everyone's sort of at, out of their element and yeah yeah there's yeah. nobody with the I don't know with all the answers or whatever yeah totally like everyone's just figuring it out together yeah um and that that actually triggered like a, a memory just sort of of 
being in Taiwan and being sort of considered like an expat, yeah. an expat kid, and realizing that everybody was there not by not by choice, likely because something else brought them there. Yeah. And you know, despite all of the differences, despite not having shared language, not knowing not knowing anything about one another, just trusting that we're all in this experience together and it's yeah. we're going to we're going to step forward that way. Yeah. Um, and that is got that's got me thinking now of like how far away we've come that we don't feel like we're in community or we have that trust mm -hmm. unless we intentionally say so. Yeah. Unless we draw this circle around these people and say, this is my community and this is where I feel safe. That yeah. we don't feel safe when we step out of that. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what like makes me very sad, mm -hmm. but also is partially why I try to carry that from the moment I open my door. Yeah. Right. To yeah. to remind people that you may not feel like you're in community, but you absolutely are. Yeah. And just if you if you see it that way, if you behave that way, it is that way. Yeah. So. You know, it's interesting. Earlier, you said you know we all need the other, right? Mm. And I and yeah. I I think that's a big part of my faith journey. It's like the unothering. Mm journey, you know, and, and getting to the place where I don't need an other. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, it's so hard. I mean, in this particular political, uh, environment, it's really hard to feel like, oh yeah, I could be loving and kind to, um, it's... people who think differently than me. Mm. Um, when, when their actions are, are actually hurting others or speaking very angrily about others, then it's it's hard to not, yeah, anyway, it's hard to love. Um, but I think it's always true that if you're sitting in a room with someone, you can find some small amount of common ground that you can then sort of maybe build on. But I, yeah, I think, I think that's, I feel like that's my, my goal is to, not need an other. Yeah. But. I think that's a good one. And I think that we would all benefit from from deconstructing out of that. Is that maybe the word? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that need. Yeah, and but I think those who are, you know, it's a Jesus thing of like, you know, a camel going through the eye of a needle is what it's like to try for a rich man to try to like, enter the kingdom because it's like he has so much to give up essentially like he has more to, that's mm -hmm. like a um, thing that we talk about and i think there is something like you said that like your your own personal secret sauce comes from resiliency it comes from your experiences and if people you know the people that just the first time that they ever left home was an hour away to college and they and they just had maybe they've just lost let they've lost less things in their life than others and they've had more privilege and um, had more given to them. Um, uh, if you don't have much practice in losing things, mm -hmm. then um, community is hard because you, because you have to give up quite a bit to live communally. Um, and so like, is there a piece there of like this kind of like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like how does that, how does that like translate into like stepping into community? Cause like, I know for me, I feel like I am one of those people who is kind of at the top of the 
privilege pyramid, right? And so, but for me, I realized like, I'm not gonna grow anymore if I just keep living with like, so I was really excited about community and living with people. But I was basically just living with my friends from college who were white, straight, cis guys, just like me with a pretty similar perspective on everything and similar background. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm, there's a ceiling to how much I can grow, even if we're, no matter how intentional we are, and meals we eat together and invite, inviting people in and doing all these, this cool work, um, there's a ceiling to how much I can grow and how much I can do for the world mm-hmm. if I am not in a, if I don't have any diversity in age of the people that I'm living with, of, of people's cultural background and experience, like difference in experiences and like diversity in every sense. Like, like and I really, my thing is always like, I want to grow. And mm-hmm. I was noticing like, I'm kind of reaching my ceiling in this space. And that's why I wanted to move into this kind of big group of people that are kind of um, different than me. And I was like, oh, I, and the people that I most looked up to in my life were people that were, like you're saying, like uncomfortable. Like if you were saying like, if I'm not uncomfortable most days, then I'm probably doing something wrong and I'm not probably not growing. And I feel this is the same for me. It's like I, as in, but even though I thought it, I would be, I'm going to dive into Jesus people and I'm going to get uncomfortable, it still was surprising how how hard it was for me to lose things. Like it still was like kind of jarring, like yeah. like how little compassion I actually have for people mm. and how little patience I actually have for people that are different. It was easy to have patience for people that were the same as me, mm-hmm. but like, whoa, like, like it felt, it was, it was jarring to say the least. Um, and I just wonder like, um, yeah, I guess how privilege intersects with community life. And I just, that's a really fascinating to me. I think, I mean, just just being able to choose and have have intentional community is very privileged, right? Because yeah. a lot of people really can't make that choice. They are where they are, and that is, that's yeah. that. Yeah. You know, as much as someone might want to go move out into like a rural area and live on like a farm and just you know be able to participate in a different kind of like that is not necessarily realistic, mm. right? And so it's like, yeah, that. That's yeah. one piece of it. There's something that I you were saying and totally made me lose my train of thought. Something um, else that I was saying? Yeah. I saw a look um, in your eye. I was trying to remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm trying to like, where where was that? Where was that moment? Um, but it, oh, was it was like always to be uncomfortable. To to be uncomfortable. Oh, you know what? It's about relationships. And mm. like it, it's like any other relationship is you you kind of, are attracted to one another and like being in that space and kind of growing together. And then at some point you sort of plateau and you, it's difficult to continue to choose to grow together. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of have to, that's, that's how relationships go, right? There's that, that natural cycle of things and Mm -hmm. it's okay. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're cutting something off or you're losing something or whatever it is. It's just, that's just, there are natural cycles. Everything has a natural cycle and that's okay. And we've somehow made it really not okay. Um, And, and there are all sorts of different reasons for, for why that is from the different societal structures that are in place that say it must be this way or X, Y, and Z. But ultimately, these are all relationships, and all relationships are to help us grow, 
right? And see ourselves in different ways yeah. mm. and have deeper compassion for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and therefore others. And, and I think it's, that's hard. Again, that's hard if things aren't compartmentalized and you're still like your cycle has run up with that relationship or whatever, but you're still neighbors, you're still working together, you're still, you know what I mean? There's not like a natural, like you're at college and you just kind of like start hanging out with another group of friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, well, it, that that's the tension of the yeah. not willing to release in whatever form that is. That's mm -hmm. to say we're, that, that we were here in this place and yeah. it's going to be like this for, no, not necessarily. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And it's okay to just be like, that was an awesome moment in this in this trajectory of, of yeah. whatever this is, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I yeah. think you know, there's so many things like uh, Hollywood and yeah. all these different factors that make us think that relationships are supposed to be easy or you know yeah. can resolve in in an hour long program or or whatever right. it is or like for an eternity or whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <Right. laughs> But yeah, you know. I mean, I've been married for 21 years. And so, I mean, our marriage looks very different today than it did when we were first married. I mean, there's... Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> After two kids and, you know, all the different changes that we've both gone through. And and I think I, I'm a person who... I shouldn't say I like conflict because that sounds bad. <laughs> I, I see it as a tool. I see it as the way to grow. It is. And yeah. um, when we were first married, my husband thought that like a conflict was like, you know, our, our marriage is ending or I didn't like him anymore. And mm. um, not realizing <laughs> our, the different ways we, ca we came at the idea of conflict caused even more conflict, right? Because I'm thinking let's resolve this. Yeah. Let's just go for it. And he's like, oh, she doesn't like me. And yeah. she thinks I'm a bad person. And it's like, oh, no, no, no. This, you know, we, it was several years into yeah. our marriage where we did some marriage counseling, which was very helpful yeah. that enabled us to see, oh, we're just coming at this from totally different approaches. Right. Yeah. And if we had known that earlier, it would have been helpful. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, we're, we are much more skilled at communicating. And also we have done a lot of our own work and we've grown, but we're different people than we were 21 years ago. So how, how, do, we, how do we keep walking down the path together? I think we have to always realize that it's, it's gonna be different, but different isn't bad. Yeah, it's interesting. I think we have to reframe conflict. Yeah. Right? Because we see it as such a negative thing, but it's really, really not. And it's actually in the conflict that we're, we are able to keep our individuality and explore our individuality even more. Absolutely. And then it makes our bonds that much more powerful because we can truly choose to be participating with one another as opposed to out of a place of need yeah. or a place of complacency. Mm -hmm. um, but that, yeah, like conflict is really to allow your individuality um, in a shared experience. So like, I love that's that. kind of, I yeah. think what we need to like keep pushing forward with. And like, that's really yeah. the special piece. And it's yeah. in community that we can support one another in that, in that individuality, as opposed to from a selfish, like place of mm -hmm. getting you to be like X, Y, and Z. It's right. allowing you the space to explore whatever it is that will help you grow and become more you 
while allowing me to be me mm -hmm. and us to participate here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, I love it, that. Yeah, it's great. It's basically saying like it's advocating for my, your individuality, but in the context of like, I need you to know this is how I feel and what my needs are, but I care about us yeah. doing well together and I care about you. Yeah. So how do we figure out how both things happen? How mm -hmm. like you exist and I exist and yeah. we exist. And like, show up, Yeah, you yeah. know, and like, how do we keep showing up? Cause I want to keep showing up with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the community piece. Yeah. Uh, but that's scary to people. And yeah. I, I think it's because we don't see conflict modeled well, like no. not even in. No. We all need or... couples therapy. Yeah, we right? all, like our whole country needs yeah. to be in therapy. Yeah, together. <laughs> we all need mediation. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I, yeah. But no, I agree. I think, you know, we've talked about quite a bit, Grace, like that, that's what I'm here for. Like, mm -hmm. in a sense, when I said, like, I'm not going to be able to grow if I don't, like, if I don't plug in with a, more, a bigger group of people that's more diverse and it, that's what I was saying is I, I need to have more conflict essentially. Like mm -hmm. I'm not having enough conflict with my group of a bunch of white dudes living together, like playing video games, like <laughs> we're kind of just doing a thing. Um, and I need to have more diversity and different people and different perspectives so that I, we can have conflict and that we can grow from that. Um, well, you said something years ago about how you don't have conflict with people that you don't care about. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, I think if you, you don't, said that. I think I've heard you say that too. Yeah, if you don't care, then you can just like write them off or you can yeah. like whatever. just complain to your landlord about them or whatever. <laughs> exactly. like, or move. Or move, or move. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But if a, if a relationship is going to continue and if the relationship is important to you, then you're going to work through that, whatever that misunderstanding or hurt or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I always feel it as love when somebody is comes to me as like that thing you said the other day. Like I just that really hurt my feelings for yeah. these reasons, or like what did you mean by that? Because I'm still thinking about it, or like mm -hmm. the way you handled that situation did not bode well for me, or what, yeah. like it honestly doesn't happen as often as I'd like. Like sometimes it's scary. It's hard. Like I'm thinking back to just the last couple of weeks, and I'm like, yep, I had a lot of those moments where like. I just, yeah, stopped like participating or didn't show up in like in, in a particular way. And it wasn't it. And like how, oh, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to, you can't just say that you're willing to have those kind of conversations. You have, you also have to respond in a way yeah. that invites it. Right. Because yeah. I remember this was years ago that um, a good friend, she's quite a bit younger than me. Um, was confronting me on something and I could tell it was really hard for her to say it and so it came out kind of angry and mm. not mean but like a little well you blah 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 you know that that kind of tone or that like kind of tone. feeling and I distinctly remember it because I it was like this realization of like you have told this person that you want them. This is what you wanted. You you have invited them to say, "Hey, I want I want you to tell me if I'm hurting you or I want you to tell me if I've done something." Yeah. So here's this moment. So how are you going to respond? And I just I it was like such a watershed moment cuz I was like, 
that must have been very difficult for her to say to me. I that that was like my takeaway instead of like, well, your tone was very rude. You know, you were able I, to like feel that in the moment. That. I was. It and was. Like it was a miracle. It really was a miracle because <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm usually a very like fast reactor, and so I think that's another reason why it's a watershed moment for me because it doesn't happen frequently that I'm able to like really process and not just bleh. Um, and so yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. you've asked her to do this, and she's doing it. Thank you for saying that, yeah. you know. And it was yeah. just like, yeah. I I I do want that, and if I and if I want it, I have to respond. You well. have to hear through that. Yeah. And you have to suspend whatever the reaction, whatever the immediate reaction is, and just hear yeah. through that. Yeah. And that's part of that fabric of trust is that, you know, allowing someone the space to be able to say whatever it is that they need a space and 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 kind of allowing that to happen and then moving forward from another space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And valuing people. I mean, this, you know, like... I could have just been like, oh, she's so young, and what does she know? You know, there's mm-hmm. this thing that you, you can other the person bringing the message, yeah. right, so that you don't have to hear it. Yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and then you're like... And you're safe yeah. or whatever from growing. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's, tempt- tempting. it's tempting. It is tempting. Mm-hmm. But it's not worth it in the long run. Yeah, I don't always... I'm not always as good at it. I'm not always as good at doing that as I am at talking about doing that, but, <laughs> but most I of mean, us. Yeah. <laughs> the talking about it helps you to remember it, right? Like even yeah. if you're, I, I don't know. I think it's yeah. Fake it till you make it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we. I, one sign that I feel like we're doing all right here at Jesus People with this funny game of conflict and just living life together is that we, I, I just feel like I laugh a lot mm. at the like, just like, wow, this is hard. You know, like, <laughs> this is ridiculous what we're trying to do. Like, this isn't normal as in like, <laughs> this isn't how people generally live um, and it's hard. And, and can we just take a moment to like laugh about kind of how ridiculous it is and how, we, how ridiculous we are like mm. as humans that we just like say we want this and then we like act, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like there's something about just like not just like taking a deep breath and zooming out and like looking from the outside in of like how that not taking it too seriously. Right. Cause we can get in like deep into the weeds of it and it's like, okay, like this is kind of ridiculous and like we can totally laugh about this and shake it off and like take another breath. Yeah. Yeah. I loved what you said about like the stars are always the same, you know, I think yeah. there's that perspective too of right, right? Like that we're just such a tiny part of this universe and it's just good to be reminded of like the vastness Humbled. <laughs> and the, and the constancy of, of this, yeah, cosmos that we're a part of. It's, I think that's, I, I find nature really a way to, not just be like centered or not just to remind me of that, but also like when you were talking about earlier about the relationship and I was talking about my marriage, like if, if I was more in touch with growing things, you know, like sometimes I've been a little bit um, involved in this community garden 
I was involved in making it happen, but then I haven't been as involved in growing things because mm. it's not my wheelhouse, but I, I've learned a lot. And like, you know, you have to cut back the raspberry bushes or you're not going to get new raspberries, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's just things about nature that if you're engaging in it, you can be like, oh, well, I mean, there's parts of my marriage that I kind of had to maybe prune or cut yeah, off to in like order for the growth to... send energy to yeah. like the, the places that matter. Yeah. To, to bear more fruit. Yeah. And like things do need to hibernate to like like change the energy and like to have a different output yeah we have to drop leaves right <laughs> and it's and it's okay it's healthy need to sleep right? <laughs> yeah yeah so to like maybe wrap things up um i'm interested in like how are you feeling about your own endeavors moving forward coming out of the pandemic mm. like what is your kind of like what are you excited about right now what are you hoping for um I'm excited that people seem to be talking about their willingness to live in community. Mm. Um, and that, and for me, I see it in so many different ways. Like there's what you guys do and how you live, but then there are other people who are nowhere near ready or able to, mm. right? And everybody lives in a different kind of way and experience. And for me, from a development side, I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I put this, how do I put this all together into something so that I can help, help people step into that experience and to be able to successfully navigate that, not just in the space of building a space or figuring out a way to like finance it, but like now the people component, which is really where the value of what I'm trying to do is. Yeah. Um, and, and tying that all together. Uh, yeah. But at least like people are wanting to have these conversations and I'm able to, I'm trying to get into those, meet them, meet them there so yeah. that we can build that together. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm, I'm kind of amazed by you and your like <sighs> diversity of gifts. Like the fact that you know how to do the, how to own a space and like <laughs> develop it and do rent and, and like all the, that kind of stuff. Stuff. And you're also, when you talk about how to relate to people, you're kind of speaking my language as kind of an HR guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I can't do any, and all that other stuff that you're talking about, like I'm, I can't, I, I can't imagine being in charge of that and like using both sides of my brain in that way. And so I'm just kind of amazed that you're able to. Oh, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's happening. It is. It's, it's your mess. It is. It's my mess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to share it. That's great. I'm excited to to see where it goes, and yeah. I'm excited to be so close to be able to actually like yeah. come over and see what you're doing over there yeah. as things open up. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. Glad to be neighbors. Yeah. I never thought of living in sort of a apartment building or or with a landlady as yeah. being sort of like an intentional community, but. Grace made it seem like that. Yeah, well, now that I think about it, I, the only other apartment that I've lived in, um, like between college and moving here, was like we knew our land. It was like a family, like yeah. our landlord, and we would watch their dog and say hi to them all the time. And so, but she's got like several tenants, mm -hmm. so it's yeah. like a lot to manage. Really cool talking to her, and glad she lives so close so that we can kind of stay connected with how that journey goes for her. 
yeah, so thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, remember to email us at the intentional. Con- no, no, not no, me. You got it. Intentional Community Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> thanks, y'all.